is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you doing out there Saturday morning? Beautiful, beautiful morning. Woke up this morning, turned on my sprinkler system, sat out there and had some coffee and thought about Jason Walgrave having to do his radio show. <laughs> how How is everybody doing in the real estate business? It's an interesting thing. I got to got to be on Jason's show here just momentarily. And I mean, honestly, these numbers are utterly astounding to me. Um, I don't, it's pretty staggering. I mean, well, you know, he's looking. I'm looking at median sale prices of three hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. I mean, Evan, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think I'd see that in my lifetime. I really didn't. That um, just makes you sound old, Todd. Well, yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? You know, I will say it seems like the median sale p- price is moving towards the the line that makes a you know a loan a jumbo loan. Yeah, much faster than I would expect. Yeah, like there's a crunch on the bottom end of the market driving that up. Well, I mean, especially you know when you when you recognize folks that median is average, so that means sure half are less, but half are more. That's right. Exactly. That's what I mean. Is it's like I think I think it really is driven by. The first-time home buyer market, yeah. you know, the, the people that are looking in, like in my area, Robbinsdale, places like that. Sure, um, you know, smaller first-time home buyer homes are just so tight right now that they've climbed astronomically in the last couple of years. The, and, it, and you know what? It is that that supply and demand. I, but I, you know, Evan, I'll tell you, I remember, I remember when when the median sale price broke a hundred thousand. Back in my day, well, I mean, I really do remember this, and you know, I talk a lot, of, a lot of times about you know the impact of inflation on the purchasing power of of money and all of that kind of stuff. So when I talk about you know prices cost doubling, I mean, you know, people hear that and they go, oh yeah, but they really don't believe it. And well, look, this is this is. Uh, this is the reality, you know, $328,000 median sale price. That just is, that's hard to believe. And, and, and then, you know, to, to be back to seeing, you know, price increases that are, that are above uh, exceeding 10%. Whoa. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that's a lot of money. I mean, a $300,000 house, that's, that's $30,000 in, in increase, uh, appreciation for one year on that house. Thirty thousand dollars. There, there. I mean, there are people who who don't make that much more in gross annual income than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that is just unbelievable. So you know, some somebody makes somebody earns sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. Let me just guarantee you, they're not going to be saving 
thirty thousand dollars a year of that money. They, you know, they first first remember that that money is is that amount that's you know that number sixty eighty thousand dollars a year is diminished by taxes. Then it's diminished by all of the things that they have to pay just to live and survive and breathe in this world. And then they've got a little bit left over to save money over the course of the next twelve months. That that is pretty doggone amazing. Um, and so for those of us who are living through that and seeing that type of increasing uh, equity appreciation taking place for us, it's a great thing. So if you are a homeowner, it's a great thing. And, and remember something else, folks, when you when when inflation hits, that doesn't make things worse. It makes things better. The, the appreciation goes up even more. Of course, the money that you get is going to buy less. But nevertheless, it, it it's amazing to watch someone's uh, net worth increase by something that they have little control over other than just living somewhere, you know? Yeah, I remember, um, you know, these have, these have fallen out of favor, but there used to be a guy on TV that wore a suit like the Riddler, uh, Stephen Lesko, I think his name was, <laughs> and he would always yell about getting free money to pay your bills. <laughs> you know, this is uh, infomercials from the late 90s and early 2000s and stuff, and that's all I can think about anytime I'm talking about the inflationary <laughs> pressure on real estate is it's like, it's literally, it's it's just like you live there for a few years and all of a sudden... It's free money. Well, I think I remember these guys. That's why I'm laughing. Didn't he have like dollar signs on his on a sport coat or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think some of them. Yeah, he either had dollar signs or he had question marks. It was a total like Batman 1960s bad guy suit. But the guy it. sold he sold books that were like you know instead of uh, how to weld for dummies, it was like how to apply for government grants and things like that. You know, like. I work your way through the system. I remember it's a, you're bringing it all back, man. I remember that guy very well. I wonder whatever happened to him. I'm sure he's still around, uh, probably. Uh, well, maybe I'll do a quick Google search in a minute here. You got to be pretty happy that you uh, that you bought your house, huh? Well, uh, I didn't actually buy my house, Todd. No. No, I I I just moved into it. <laughs> just well, no, I I inherited my house. My oh. my aunt suddenly passed away, and uh, I, in a in a series of crazy events, I ended up living in a house. Oh, that's good. I thought you were a squatter for a minute there. <laughs> well, I mean, in a manner of speaking, I guess that's kind of true. Oh my! <laughs> I moved into the house and I and I leaned out my window and I yelled, "I have rights! You, you know, can't make me move!" Yeah, exactly. You know, you, we talk about this, but you know, we live through that. I mean, we live through that stuff going on. People squatting in houses and just living there for nine months or whatever till they got kicked out. I mean, uh, unbelievable. Those are the cowboy days for sure. Oh, uh, that's Wild definitely West. true. No, uh, yeah, I did not have to purchase my house. Uh, instead, it was all sweat equity. My my aunt was, um, she was a special person, and she lived in the house for about 30 years, and she had 30 cats the whole time. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh so my. Uh, the house was very cheap yeah. in the sense that I just had to go through the legal proceedings and so on to make it happen. But uh, I spent about a year not working full time and instead just working on the house. Wow. Wow. 30 cats. Whoa. Yeah, 30 <laughs> cats for 30 years. Jeez. Well, uh, listen, folks, um, we are we're going to be talking just a little bit about uh, about the the impact of of owning real estate on your life and and some of the things that you can do to begin to begin it, maybe just to start. So 
Just the other day, I had a client in my office, and she, and this this gal is a real sweetie. I've worked with her for quite a while, and um, she was telling me about her her son and daughter in law, how they had just purchased a house and how they loved it, and and you know told me the you know the price point and all that kind of stuff. And so being, you know, thinking the way that I do, you know, she's telling me about how excited they are and all of this. And I know that most people, when they move into a starter home, not all, but most people aren't going to stay in that home forever. They're going to move on. The natural inclination is to take that equity and roll it on to the next one as a down payment so you can move up to that next home or move up market or what have you. And I immediately said, I need to talk to him. Because I need to talk them out of that that manner of thinking. I need to tell them that they need to manage their money in such a way to save money for the down payment on the next property that they would buy. And then move when they move out of this one, they will not roll the equity from this property to the next one. They will leave that equity in it that gives them a strong enough position that they can make that property work financially. And so a strong enough position means enough equity. And I talk about this a lot. Because for the most part, um, you you don't put 3.5% down on a house. And listen to this very carefully. You don't put 3.5% down on a house, move into it for a matter of a year, and then move on and immediately have enough equity in it that you can make your numbers work. And let me speak to that for uh, just a second. The reason is because in almost all cases, certainly right now, <clears throat> rents... And the amount that you pay in rent on a property, as compared with the price, this ever-increasing, dramatic increases in pricing here, is always somewhat uh, uh, retarded, if I can use that word, uh, has not caught up with with the with with the increasing prices. But of course, upon lease renewal, it will, or at least upon you know, one or two lease renewals, it will. <clears throat> so when you move into a home and you put, you know, a, a, a lesser amount down, 3.5 on a, you know, maybe an FHA or 5% on a conventional, you don't have the equity position to be able to turn that into a, an investment property. Moreover, you also purchase that property as an owner-occupied property and just be aware from the bank's perspective, generally they want to see you live in that house for two years before you can move on and put a, a tenant in there and turn it into what's known as a trader business from the IRS's perspective. <clears throat> but two years may not be enough is, is the point. Um, but the interesting thing is that when we have such amazing appreciation, imagine how quickly you glean a strong equity position. And as soon as those rents catch up to the values, all of a sudden the numbers will work and you can move on. So is that a great strategy? Even if you don't have a lot of money to put down, you buy your first home, you live in it for let's say two to five years. And then at that point, yes, you could sell and you could, you could capture a chunk of equity, but don't do that. Leave that equity in that property. Now your numbers will work in so much as your, your, 
your monthly rents that you'll receive from a tenant will cover all of your expenses, and that means you're building in an expense for vacancy rate, meaning that you know every couple of years you're probably going to go a month or two without a tenant, and boy, oh boy, can that eat up what you think your is cash flow quickly, right? If your rent payment's fifteen hundred bucks a month, that's fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars. Well, two fifty a month in cash flow isn't a bad thing at all. But at the end of the day, here's the here's the main point. Um, it covers all those things. And I guess before I just jump off, it covers the vacancy rate. It covers the long-term management and maintenance. And it covers the money to pay someone else to do management and maintenance. I am not a believer to buy investment property and and then move in and manage and maintain that property. Now, maybe you do that in the beginning. Maybe you do because you want to learn. Or maybe you've got kids. <clears throat> you want to teach them a work ethic, something that has been lost <laughs> in our society. So I won't argue with that. But <clears throat> nobody should have this notion that they're going to quit their job to manage investment properties. If that's what you're looking to do, you must be really miserable or you must not understand the lovely world of management and maintenance when it comes to investment property because it's not fun. <laughs> so you build in the cost to hire somebody else, maybe like Scott Fitzing that you hear Jason talking about. He's a sponsor on their show. You build that cost in. And here's the thing. Even if you make next to no money doing that, let's not forget that what's going to take place is that those people who are renting from you, paying those lease payments month over month, they are buying you an asset. If that is all that happens, that is tremendous. Because that means over your working life, if you believe in the retirement phenomenon, by the time you retire, you've got an asset that has now been paid off by someone else, and it will undoubtedly be worth twice what you bought it for. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so the only money that I ever put down on that property was either the 20% if I purchased it as an investment property from the beginning, or maybe it was a property that I only put 3 to 5% down on. I lived in it for two to five years, moved on, and now I live in my own home and somebody else just bought me an asset that may be worth, you know, a half a million dollars, you know, 20, 30 years from now on top of anything else that you've done. If that isn't a simple and sound strategy that everybody should not only take advantage for themselves, but teach their kids, I don't know what is. I don't know what, I don't know what could be better than that. So, and I mean, that doesn't take money out of your pocket. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, managing your money to put a down payment on the next property you buy as opposed to simply rolling the equity from one to the next. That is a tremendous opportunity. So to me, if you don't teach people this, people that, you know, your kids, people that you love or do it yourself, boy, oh boy. I don't care how many times you hear it. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I've heard all that before. Yeah, are you doing it? No, but, well, why not? Well, because nobody else I know does it either. <clears throat> yeah, great. That's what makes it easy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who aren't doing things. It's those of us who do things different that succeed. So, to me, that is <clears throat> the best way to get your first investment property. 
And growing an investment portfolio can very well begin with that simple move. So that first time starter home, buy it as though you're going to be renting it. Don't buy it as your forever home. Part of the reason that that folks who get into the so-called real estate investment business are typically doing it with a residential property. That's how most people are entering the market. And why is it then, if it's such a great thing, Todd, you you say on your radio show, it's such a great thing. Why is it then that, 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 that so few people stay in it very long? And let me illuminate that. Two years on average is how long average investors stay in that business. Why is that? Well, here's one of the biggest reasons. They buy a home in exactly the way I just described. They buy it as their home. They fix it up. They do everything that Evan talks about. And you know, they, 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 they bleed, they sweat, and they make this thing their own and they're proud of it. And it means a lot to them. And then they move out and they rent it. Well, guess what? The people who rented from them couldn't care less about all these wonderful things that you have so much pride and you work so hard, they don't care. And, you know, I call my tenants the animals affectionately. (laughs) And I'm not insinuating that renters are animals. But they wreck everything. And and why? Well, I said this on the show before. Because it's not mine, Todd. That's right. That's right. And I'm telling you, Evan, it's that's it. And there is, like it or not, a certain degree of animosity when it comes to renters in so much as you own the home and they don't. And it's there. It's just there. And it doesn't matter how well you get along with the tenants. It doesn't matter that you shake hands with them and you, you know, and you just get along fabulously. The very fact that you own the home they're living in and they don't irritates them. And in some way that manifests itself in the way that they take care of your rental property and they're going to wreck stuff. Well, Why is that an issue? Because they're wrecking what equates to like your own child. Because you come to love this thing. You have love for it in the way that you do anything that you put that much effort into. And then they come in and they they wreck that thing or they break things. And you, although you may be making money, are so distraught, so so emotionally destroyed by that that you just can't deal with it and you move on. That's what happens. So I'm telling you, if you buy the home as your forever home, uh, and then you want to rent it, you're set up for the very thing I just talked about. You're set up for it. You know, you, you did such a great job mowing the lawn and you did, you know, you, 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 you painted the trim and you, and you stenciled the walls and you did all these things. Well, <laughs> the tenant will come and, 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 and take up, take a big, uh, paintbrush and write some four letter word on the wall and they think that's art. <laughs> And, Live, laugh, love, Todd. Yeah, and if you think if you think I'm kidding, I'm just telling you that I have absolutely lived that with one of my properties. So, and 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 they didn't understand why I didn't think it was funny. Well, it's just paint. 
I mean, it is all going to get repainted when they move out. Anyway. That's true. That's true. And look, only now in my adjusted age can I actually say that, okay, I'm okay. When it happened, well, let me tell you what. It happened two weeks after they moved in. And I had just finished shampooing the carpet and painting the thing from top to bottom. And I... I'm a perfectionist. So, you know, the lines where the ceiling meets the wall has to be like a razor blade did it. I, I will literally, I will literally cut that line and then after it's dry, I'll be taking, uh, 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 the color of the, of the ceiling to touch up the little places that I, that I, that I, that I dabbed, uh, color from the wall. And I mean, I am of nut. And they come in and write a four-letter word on the wall, and I am just destroyed. I'm looking at it, and I felt like, I mean, when I saw it, I, I, I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to beat the crap out of the person or I wanted to just break down and cry. <laughs> you just got to not be precious with your business entities, right? Uh, yes, yes. It's business. It's nothing personal. And, and that learning, that, learning that lesson is tough. It's tough. It is tough. It is tough. And I can equate this because when when we grew up, we worked on on investment properties. And, you know, we would tear these things down to the studs. We would work on them, put love into them, fix them up. And then the crazy animals would move in and wreck everything. <laughs> Just like, oh, my God. So, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a thing. And you have to be aware of it. And so... What I'm saying to you is that this is a tremendous financial move, but you got to leave it at that. It can't be an emotional thing. And, uh, and if you do this thing, you know, we talked on Jason's show about buying an, a, a property. And now we're talking about nicer properties, maybe higher end, maybe in the, you know, 600,000 plus range, uh, maybe more. And the neighborhood, the subdivision is all custom homes, but, you know, custom homes, but all at a certain price point, you know, maybe whatever it is. So you move into that home. And if you're a young person, you move into that home and, you know, it, not only might might the market as a whole be experiencing appreciation as it is right now, but in this instance, Inflation is taking place. Cost of lumber and materials is going up dramatically. And what that means is when a, when a subdivision that maybe has, you know, 50 homes or 80 homes or whatever, when that, when that project is started, maybe there's one block that they've got a couple specs on and then people are picking out their lots. Well, you go and buy in that in that price point. Well, by the time that development is done in the next few years, the cost of building the very same house that you're living in is dramatic. And so by the time they're, and remember, they're keeping their margins all the while. In fact, their margins may actually be improving as you go because it's a lot easier to sell homes, uh, in a, in a, in a subdivision where, you know, 80% of it's already complete. And so you're taking advantage of both of those things. And then you go to sell that property and you make a substantial amount of money. And then you can move on and do that with the next one and the next one and the next one. Now, I'm saying you're going to move every two to five years doing that. You may say, oh, I don't want to move that frequently. Yeah, but what if you do that four times and now you own a home without a mortgage? What about that? 
would that be a good, or would you be willing to live in a nice house that you moved out of every few years? And in that short period of time, you could accomplish something approaching what I'm saying. I'm not going to say it's exact, but would it be worth it? And I think it's a simple answer. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's there. It's there right now for you. So, you know, these two strategies about, about moving into a property. Now, mind you, here's the thing. You're not going to make a $600,000 home an investment property. It's important to understand that because the demand for investment properties at, at, and, the, and, the, and the rents that can be charged for that will not support that property. There's not enough renters in that price range to be able to support that payment on that house. When you are in the two to $300,000 range, you better believe there are. And that's where the, that's the sweet spot. So you can't buy a million dollar house and rent it out and think you're going to make money because nobody's going to pay you $10,000 a month in a million dollar house. They're not going to do it. And my numbers are with my one to one equation where I'm looking for a capitalization rate that exceeds 8%. When I look at properties, I'm always looking at properties where the market will support the rent. And the way I, I see that is if I buy a house for $230,000, I simply draw a, draw a line through the last two zeros in that 230K. And then I put parentheses around the remaining numbers, which would be 2300 And I want my market rents to be $2,300 a month. Now, you might say, well, there's... I don't know of any properties in the Twin Cities that are like that. And guess what? You're right. That's what I said earlier. Price points are driven up, but rents have not caught up with that yet. So buying properties in the Twin Cities where those types of numbers work, yeah, absolutely. They they don't work. And frankly, that's why a lot of my investment clients were buying properties in the small towns that are on the major thoroughfares, 35, 94, Highway 10, 169, whatever, directly going out of town because people are driving to work in the Twin Cities and they're an hour away from the cities or thereabouts. And because of that, that major thoroughfare, even though it's not the same appreciation as you get here in the Twin Cities, it is driving demand and those properties are seeing appreciation but here's the best part you can buy a property in some of these towns for 80 90 120 thousand dollars and their market rents are 1200 bucks a month wow but here's the thing when you go up in the numbers and you get into three four five six hundred thousand dollar houses you're not going to be renting those houses for five and six thousand dollars a month it's not going to happen the numbers don't work anymore so if you're going to do these things, they are different. They don't, they don't typically work together. You know, the, the, the one where you move into the neighborhood, it's a new, it's a new neighborhood. You move on, you do it again and again. That's a great strategy. And that's a good strategy for your individual home. If you want a nicer home than a starter home. But if you want to move into a home, starter home, and it's your first investment property, and if you're, or convert it to your first investment property, forgive me, and then do it again, and you're willing to live in a house of that size, uh, then you're just adding more properties, and pretty soon you own five properties in the same way where you went through four or five properties at the higher level. Here, now you have four or five rental properties, and you have something that is redeeming long term. So there's a lot of ways to enter into the real estate market. And those are, frankly, a couple of the very best.
a couple of the very best. And to forego that either means that you don't understand what I've said or you've just never heard it before. So let's take a break and we'll be right back talking about how to enter into the market, even when the market pricing is high, how you can do that and do that in a way that is affordable and works for you. We'll be right back. specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? 
SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made Smart affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the smart choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to sma2day.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguide.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, I hope you understand the premise that anybody can do this. I mean, you know, so often I hear, you know, there's folks who who, who listen to my show religiously, <laughs> and I appreciate that enormously. But they'll they'll say things like, "Hey, that's it's just not me. I can never see myself doing that." And you know, I'm I'm trying to show in this that literally anybody can do this. Now, having said that, I'm aware that there's many people who think just buying a house at all is somewhat grandiose. And I appreciate that because I understand that, you know, wherever a person's station in life is in terms of their income, their ability to qualify for a home, and maybe even their own uh, sense of things, their outlook on life. I mean, I've made points on the show um, in the past having run into people who who don't know anybody who owns a home. Now, I guess to me, that's a foreign thing. I, I just can't even imagine. I mean, I think I, I bought my first my my first house when I was very young, and 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 it never even remotely occurred to me that I wouldn't own my own home. I, I mean, that's I mean, <clears throat> and so you know, <clears throat> as an example, <clears throat> I've had folks come to me want to hire me to help them buy a home, and then tell me that everybody they know and their fr- that meaning their friends and family are laughing at them because. They don't want to buy a home and they'll never buy a home. And then they go on to tell me that none of the people that they know own homes. They have all been renters their whole lives, their parents and everybody they know. I just, I don't get that. I mean, I just don't get that. 
but I guess I guess it's I guess it's real. So I'm going to say this: even if you have a very modest income, you can still buy a home that would be in one of these areas that I've just described, or you can uh, buy an investment property in one of these areas, because the reality is that that it doesn't take that much to qualify for a $100,000 home. And here's the other thing to be aware of. When you go to buy an investment property, they are only going to look to about about 30% of your income to qualify for making those payments, meaning that 70% of that income, and in fact, in fact I think it's 75 now, 75% of the, the income that it would take to be able to make those payments, something known as capacity, capacity to make the payments. So they take your gross income and then they take a ratio of your gross income to determine if you can qualify, afford to make those payments, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Well, what if you only had to show that you had, you were, you, you only had to demonstrate that you could actually make the payment of say 20% of that to 25% of that? What, what if, what then? Well, then it'd be really easy, wouldn't it? What if it was only 30%? It'd be really easy, wouldn't it? And that would allow you to step in to this world. I, 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 I know for a lot of people, they dream of owning their own home. It's a, it's a big deal. You know, and I get that. I'm going to tell you from a financial person's perspective, that really doesn't mean much to me. And in and in fact, I would much rather own an investment property than and rent my and rent the place I live in. Frankly, I mean, if you gave me a choice, one or the other, sure, I'd like to have both. But if you gave me a choice, one or the other, I'd buy the investment property first. There are no question about it. Absolutely no question about that. So. <clears throat> If, if you can if you can buy into this you should go and see a, a, a mortgage person like you know Mike overson or go and see a bank like village bank uh, that I work with and and you know um, or even come and see me and you know pay me a retainer and I'll help you look at things to determine if you can qualify and if you can't qualify I'll show you how to position yourself so you can and that relates to not just credit you know this dumb notion that if I have an 800 credit score I can qualify for anything well that's just people who don't have a clue how things work that's only one of the underwriting criteria to determine if you can qualify for a payment whatever it happens to be but if you do that, now at least you're on track and you've made that move. So make that move. So actually make that move. You know, in the military, we, we would say it's one thing to get people to listen, meaning it's not easy. Getting people to listen, it's not easy. But let me tell you what, how about the next step? Now you got to get them to actually hear, internalize what you've just said. Yeah, yeah, they listened, like watching TV while doing three other things. But did they hear? Did they hear? And then the next is take action. Can you get them to take action? So when you say something and you're trying to make reference to something that would be helpful, the question is, are they listening? Did they hear? And will they take action? So when I talk about this, that's what I'm saying. And you're, you're not this notion that it's, ooh, it's so risky and you're going to lose your rear end. No, you're not, because the bank isn't going to give you a loan if they think that. <clears throat> There's collateral supporting this, you know. <clears throat> and if, if, if you don't have a tenant <clears throat> and you have cash flowed and assuming that you're smart enough not to spend the money. 
See, that's where people go wrong. They, they, they're cash flowing a few hundred bucks a month. And what do they do with that $300 a month? They spend it. You can't do that. I mean, my, 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 my father told me simple things when I was young. And, you know, one of those, one of those things is you can't spend that money. And that means that you don't take the, the so-called cash flow because it is so-called because it's, 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 you think it's cash flow until something comes up that you weren't anticipating. And now you got to pay for that, but you spent the cash flow by doing things in your life, taking trips, buying things that you couldn't afford. That money should have went straight into a separate bank account and you should have let that money amass. And in my, in my thinking, at least for five years, and I like 10 years better than five. <laughs> so, so you mean that, that I don't get to improve my life? I'm just talking about increasing my net worth and stability. That's exactly right. Because if you spend the money, well, then, then you're going to be one of the lost casualties who is in and out of the real estate investment business after just a few years. That's, that's what will happen. So when you talk about the people who are, who, who go into the business and don't last, those are some of the very reasons that they don't. Right there. You're building your net worth. You're not building your income. Your day job is your income. You got to learn to live on that. You don't take a second job or a part-time job and use it to subsidize your lifestyle costs. Because if you do that, you're not going anywhere. And in short order, you won't be able to make it without having that additional job and that additional income on top of your primary income. That is not what I'm talking about. That creates no stability in your life and creates no wealth and you'll never get anywhere. So as sad as you may, as you may think, it always reverts back to the point of you got to learn to spend less than you earn. Cause if you can't do that, you never get anywhere. It's that simple. All these things we talk about, they're really basic. They're not complicated, but you have to spend less than you earn or you will never get anywhere. And if you're incapable of that, you know what? Change the channel because you're never going to get anywhere. And if that makes you mad and angers you in life, well, too bad. So if you can do that, this is a strategy that will work. Now, I'm going to take another break here and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about evolving from a point where you buy this property and then purchase multiple properties and then move on to what might be multiple uh, multiple investment properties in so much as you're buying an apartment building, you know, uh, where there's multiple doors and that is another evolution and you must be aware that it's not necessarily an easy jump from owning 10 investment properties to buying a property with 24 units. It's a different thing and we're going to talk about that. We'll take a break and we will be right back. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. 
Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Naibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a completely of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky okay. and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com. Because he's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. 
However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to SMA2DAY.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're hanging with me on this show. Uh, and I hope some of this appeals. Um, you know, Evan... Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you think that that's a real thing, that there's a lot of people who are maybe just born into, you know, folks who are generational renters and really see it as somewhat grandiose to own their own home and not something they believe they'll ever do? Is that real or am I imagining that? I mean, I don't think you're imagining it. I just don't know how common it is in today's day and age. I think that more and more people... uh think about like buying a small house or whatever but you know there are definitely people that that's just the normal thing it's certainly i i would say if you look at a market more like new york or something like that where it's just of course that's the normal thing because buying is so far out of reach for the average person right huh. and, and you know i and i thought the same and that was you know it, it, that is exactly was my sentiment and so when i was confronted with that it was just i was just taken back by it because i I just couldn't imagine. But, I, I mean, apparently there are people even here who feel that way. And, you know, when you look at this median sale price, $328,000, I mean, that's that's a number that's going to push people out of the market. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't houses here in the Twin Cities that are less expensive than that, because there certainly are. I, de I definitely think that there's a, another piece to it, too, that a lot of people just, they've never talked to a person like Jason or or Mike about what it actually costs to buy. Right. You know, they, it, it's just never occurred to them as an option. And when you actually lay out the price and and how it's not really that much more expensive or oftentimes it's cheaper than renting, depending on what you're looking at, it, it kind of changes the equation. But I think a lot of people have it in their mind that buying a house is something that that's exorbitantly expensive. You've got all these closing costs and fees and you got to pay for insurance. And then you look at it and it's like, yeah, it's pretty similar to renting an overall cost. You know, it, yeah, you might pay a few hundred dollars more a month, but generally it's when you look at like the square footage that you're getting for the cost and everything, it's a way better deal. Absolutely. Also, Absolutely. we've got a caller, by the way. Oh, oh okay. Go ahead. It's, it looks like it's Dennis, Dennis. Huh? So how do I do this? I just push number one over here. I got it. All right. Go for Dennis, it. what have you got for us today? Yes, I was wondering, uh, Todd. I own a house in Minnesota, and I bought uh, 
debt-free. And I, I bought a house in South Dakota uh, with, for cash, you know. Yep. And I was wondering, do I, I want to end up moving over there? Uh, and would I want to sell my house here? Or should I keep and rent this? And then well, I want to buy a place in Arizona for rental. You know, two like a uh, duplex. You know, okay. What would make the most sense? Well, that's a complicated question. Um, So, so you know, you you said a couple things. So the so the property that you you, you're thinking you want to sell the one in Minnesota. Let's make sure I got it right. And move uh, to the South Dakota home. Is that correct, or did I miss that? Yeah. Well, I think I do. Yes, that's what I want to do. I want to claim residency there. All right. I don't know if I should sell this house because I got probably, you know, half a million dollars worth of profit, you know, so I don't have to pay any tax on it, right? Okay. So over and above my uh, cost, you know. Yep. So would, you... That make, would, I, would I want to do that or would I better off renting this out for a couple of years or how many years can I wait to keep this property before I can't capture that um, if I sell this place in Minnesota? Well, I mean, you're in any, you know, if you're looking to, to capture the most amount of money, it's certainly a good time to do that. The question is always when you're going to sell a property that potentially could be an investment property. And I hope I don't know how long you were listening, but I hope you heard me say that a higher end property is going to be harder to make the numbers work. Now, you pay for it with cash. But see, when I'm looking at it, I'm not looking at well, you get this money above because you don't have you don't have a a, a, a mortgage payment <clears throat> I don't look at it that way um, I look at it and say if I could put that money somewhere else would I make as much money or more money somewhere else so every financial decision is always vetted against what's the alternative that you could do instead so if you sold the house and you could put it into an investment that yielded a monthly income for you. The question is, would that be better or worse than the rent that you would get in the in the property that you would keep here in Minnesota? So that's a that's a complicated question. Um, and by the way, I don't believe in owning an investment property with no mortgage unless I'm simply looking for income because I'm in my retirement, which you may be. And then it's a different proposition. Now, if you say, should I take the money that I that I glean from the sale of the Minnesota property and buy an Arizona property, my question is always, why Arizona? Is Arizona a place that you want to move to and live? And you're thinking that you're going to take advantage of your ability to live to to enjoy it two weeks out of the year because that's that's the maximum you can do as a bona fide investment property. You don't get to live in it six months out of the year, at least not to the extent that you get the best tax benefits. Um, so. If I buy investment properties, you know, I can tell you in 2005, every one of my buddies was saying, oh, my gosh, you got to buy a property in Arizona, Florida, you know, and I had no interest whatsoever because if I can't drive by it and touch it and I don't have control, that eliminates a lot of what I think is great about owning real estate. I'm going to have a management company that I don't have control over. I'm not going to be able to see what's going on from time to time. I don't like that. Now, if you want to live in Arizona and buy a house that you live in, well, then that's a different proposition. So which one is it? Well, what I want to do is, is, is the place I'm looking at has a, a rental with the house, you know, like a, a single, like a two-bedroom. It's got a full house and a two-bedroom rental apartment. Right. The one, so that, you, the one to, that you have right now in Minnesota? No, 
No, the one I'm looking at in Arizona. Okay. The one in Minnesota is my house, my residence. The one in South Dakota is the one that I um, actually want to live there in the summer and live in Arizona in the winter and then rent out like that two-bedroom apartment is what I was thinking. But what I take, what I was thinking is taking, um, borrowing, borrowing some money on the place in South Dakota, right? Because I, I own that one. I own, I own both places, Minnesota and right. South Dakota. So cash out uh, refi to put to put down on the yeah. one in Arizona. Is the one in Arizona yeah. a duplex? I just want to make sure I understand that. Yes, it's a duplex. All right. Well, then that changes things. Okay, fair enough. Go on. And then I just wanted to, so then I would keep the one in Minnesota for right now. I don't. I don't want to. I think I would probably just sell this because I don't want to. Try and rent it and not be close, like you're saying, too. That makes sense. All right. And I apologize. We are running out of time. And I'm so sorry, Dennis, because I would love to explore this with you on the air. Is there any way I could get you to give me a call uh, over the weekend or on Monday? And maybe we could set up a consultation. We could actually go through it in more detail. Yes, absolutely. Very good. Very good. Let Let me give you my phone number quick. Yep. It's It's 763 five five nine thirty eight hundred seven six three five five nine thirty eight hundred give me a call Dennis I would love to help you with this and I think there's some great opportunity here to not only do what you want to do but also make some money <laughs> okay I appreciate it very much all right I'll Dennis give you a call. Thank sounds you. great you bet but all right well Sorry that we didn't have more time to explore that. I know we're running up against the end of the show here. I really wanted to cover how to move to the next level. Uh, tune in the, next week. Yeah, tune in next week. Maybe we'll pick it up next week. You know, with the, I'll come in and we'll talk about that. So have a great weekend, everybody. Just remember something, folks. Wealth is attainable to anyone, but you have to open up your mind and you have to believe. If you can, the world is your oyster. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.